Hey guys, it's C.S. Joseph with csjoseph.life. Uh, today we're recording from the uh, car studio yet again. It seems to be our uh, favorite thing to do these days. Get to go on a nice little uh, drive with me as usual. Except this time we're uh, pretty far from home. Uh, just doing uh, some work uh, for the day job. So I figure uh, as we uh, move forward with that, I figured, you know, since I'm spend so much time uh, driving, may as well get some recording in, right? So, but yeah, here we are, uh, season 21, episode 10, season 21. It's been a while since we've done season 21. It's kind of nice to get back into the swing of things because we're kind of focusing on season 10, uh, season 21 uh, right now. Also season 14 for Patreon private lectures, which is the romantic compatibility lectures. We're discussing the golden pairs right now, uh, which is uh, pretty fantastic. Uh, as for me, um, just uh, figured that, you know, it's about time we get into the, uh, the introverts uh, for social engineering. So the last social engineering episode, we talked about, you know, ENFPs and how ENFPs, uh, how you approach them and, and the different, uh, you know, way of doing it. But now that we're starting the, uh, the introverts for the following, uh, eight episodes of social engineering, it's about time. So first introvert up as usual is the ISTJ, also known as the exam examiner. Wow. Uh, so they examine like literally everything. Uh, I can't seem to drive properly right now because the lanes are different what they are used to because construction. So uh, anyway, uh, now that I actually know where I'm going, um, ISTJ is the examiner. So they're direct responding movement, which means they are finisher type. They're all about finishing. Their primary purpose in life is to be that library of Alexandria, that walking archive where they literally keep track of all the things. Literally keep a track of everything because from their point of view, their main value is keeping track of all that is to be known, essentially. The reason they do this is because they wanna have like this inner museum, kind of like, you know, INFPs or uh, ENFPs or ESTJs, all within that quadra. They really wanna have that uh, inner museum, uh, Library of Alexandria experience, but the ISTJ ego is absolutely by far the most effective and most capable of them all in terms of collecting and curating knowledge. Uh, in the same way someone curates art, for example, in an art gallery, the ISTJ decides to curate knowledge, and that's what they do. So usually ISTJs end up being in the know, and because they're in the know, uh, and uh, they're trusted by people because of how loyal they are. Sometimes they have some proprietary information or maybe some uh, other industrial information that could be useful to an industrial spy. Anyone who's ever been involved with uh, industrial espionage or been a victim of industrial espionage, you kind of have to know that ISTJs, they're like the gatekeepers. They usually are heavily involved in the legal or HR or finance departments of whatever company and uh, it's really necessary to get past their purview in order to operate what in any capacity within any organization uh, for the most part. ISTJs are also traditionally cops, firefighters, uh, they're also uh, soldiers, etc. because they all are all about, they, they are about doing their duty, right? 
their duty for their fellow man because they are affiliative and it's all about doing the right thing, etc. So yeah, direct response, direct responding movement for their interaction style. They f- finish things that they uh, they just finish everything, and when they are set on a course, they will not stop until it's done. And they have that introverted sensing hero endurance to be able to endure the path uh, as they go forward with it. And then uh, through that endurance, they're able to actually achieve their goals, uh, which usually is just them becoming this giant information sponge where they just take in all the information. (coughs) Temperament-wise, they are a guardian, very past-focused, duty-based, protector, safety-oriented. Guardians are affiliative. They're very concrete. Uh, There are many people in my uh, close uh, social circles that would argue that ISTJs are the literal most boring of all the types. And uh, it's kind of interesting how that works because STPs are built for them and STPs can be, you know, they're not boring, but they uh, definitely seek to make sure that their STJ counterparts are not boring, etc. So that's just something to be aware of. Uh, Don't... uh, don't be boring to your friends, I guess, uh, ISTJs. Uh, although, like, I get that ISTJs can be pretty uh, vanilla with things, but that's okay. But for some reason, ISTJs also find joy in the scut work of life, like, you know, doing paperwork or uh, accounting or practicing law or practicing medicine, uh, those kinds of things. Of course, a lot of people will take umbrage to the fact that I just called practicing law scut work. But, uh, it's really all about following process, you know, from their point of view, because ISTJs can get super lazy. They do lazy work sometimes, uh, like, you know, to them, it's just filling out tax returns all day long. Oh, that's easy. That's like very low effort. I'll just do that. People want to pay me to do this. That's odd. You know, people want to pay me to organize all this. That's odd. Yeah. ISTJs have the ability to warp space and time with their introverted sensing hero and basically cause any physical matter from one space to fit into another space entirely, even if that other space is actually smaller than the previous matter that they moved from the previous location. Don't believe me? Test me on that. Introverted sensing heroes have that capability, and when they're like moving stuff around or they're trying to uh, do with what the, the best of what they have with uh, is what little space they have, they can li- make literal miracles happen when it comes to space. Don't believe me? Go try it out. Go like make a mess somewhere or take a bunch of space from the SI hero and they'll still somehow make it work. And it's still organized and great. Like they're amazing interior decorators and that's just what they do. So, so yeah, they're very concrete. So they're very focused on the what is. There's no abstraction there whatsoever. They're very affiliative because these types are always focusing on doing the right thing. So they're telling people you need to do the right thing by your taxes. You need to do the right thing by your contracts. You need to do the right thing by your business. Do the right thing by your employees. Do the right thing by your money with your budgeting, etc. They are fantastic financiers. Um, they can uh, they can get uh, pretty investing and whatnot. I do believe that Kevin Harrington, for example, is an ISTJ. Uh, and he's like an investor, entrepreneur. Uh, I haven't really been exposed to as many ISTJ investors or entrepreneurs in my time. I've seen more of it like from an ESTJ standpoint, but ISTJs can do it as well. But they're usually using their ENFP subconscious to try to make a difference with people in terms of how they choose to go about their investments. That's right, folks. People, when investing money, 
actually invest with their subconscious. They don't actually invest with their ego, not as much. It's actually kind of rare. So keep that in mind. That's why you know certain types just decide to not invest because it's just not even remotely appealing to their subconscious. When you think that their ego might be, you know, it might be somewhat appealing to their ego, but apparently that's not the case. So, I mean, because for example, an SJ really, 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 really wants to play it safe, but an NP, it's kind of like, well, yeah, I get that you want to play it safe, but I'm willing to take the risk, right? So they have a little, they have enough introverted intuition to actually be willing to take the risk, whereas the SJs just flat out don't. They don't have any that much so then they don't take those risks so but that's the point ISTJs are not risk takers uh, they're actually risk averse which is why STPs love them so much because they can actually force STJs to take risks with them and because the ISTJ is not alone in taking said risks then it's okay right it's completely okay and they're they feel secure they feel open to it okay yeah hey I'll be able to handle it, right? So, by the way, if I seem exhausted right now, I really am exhausted. I actually got no sleep last night. Um, I was just, I don't know, I was dealing with a lot of insomnia these days. So, I'm uh, probably going to be taking a nap as soon as I get in. So, after I get this lecture, uh, at least rendering uh, on my computer, and then I'm going to lay down for a nice nap. It'll be uh, fantastic, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. So, but anyway... Yeah, how do social engineer ISTJs, uh, we just went over, oh, they're also very systematic, always following a system because they're a guardian, right? So, but yeah, that's their temperament. We already talked about the interaction style. So let's talk about how to social engineer an ISTJ. So when social engineering uh, an ISTJ, you want to go out of your way to emulate ESTP. ESTP emulation uh, as a type is is the approach. Why is that? Well, it's because the ESTP is the golden pair to the ISTJ. And because it's the golden pair of the ISTJ, it has the highest opportunity, the highest chances of being able to break into their mind and get what they want. That could be for an extraction or it could be for an inception. Yes, I'm literally like borrowing a, a topic uh, or points from uh, that movie uh, Inception with Leonardo DiCaprio was an excellent film by the way some of his best work someone give the guy an Oscar already he's like I don't know trying too hard at this point I don't know maybe maybe he needs one or maybe he doesn't I maybe he doesn't care I really don't either so uh, but be that as it may uh, yeah emulating ESTP is really really important why are ESTPs so <coughs> appealing to ISTJs because the ISTJ looks at them as a sort of uh, kindred spirit, right? Uh, there's someone who makes them really, really comfortable all the time. They definitely can think on their shoulders. That way the ISTJ doesn't have to stress out about managing that person's thinking at all times, which is really great. Uh, the ISTJ is not really placed in any form of fear around them because uh, ISTJs have this like fear of the unknown to a point, fear of what someone else might do or might say. But then again, you know, so also do ESTPs. They're afraid of what they might do. They have a fear of unknown for themselves. They're afraid that they're going to make the wrong decision, that they're going to want the wrong thing. So they kind of shy away from allowing themselves to want something. Unless, of course, the ISTJ desires to uh, initiate with the ESTP and provide them options or choices that could lead to potential better futures. 
and then of course the ESTP would definitely oblige. So based on that, because their introverted tuition is not like super high, for example, the ISTJ does not have to worry about uh, you know managing them or, or afraid that this ESTP is just going to end up becoming a loose cannon. Even though, funnily enough, in social circles all around, ESTPs have a definite uh, uh, reputation for being a, a loose cannon, basically. They definitely have that reputation. So, so what do you do in that situation, right? How do you, how do you combat that? Well, again, you just emulate ESTP. It's, it's really important. They make ISTJs comfortable. They can think on their shoulders. They're also, ESTPs can be very, very giving to ISTJs. And that's what they really, really appreciate. They really appreciate being given to uh, and being given uh, words of affirmation as well from the TI parent, uh, made comfortable. And guess what? ISTJs feel wanted by the ESTP. See, that's one of the biggest needs when considering performing a social engineering attack on an ISTJ. They want to feel wanted. The same way an ENTP and an ENFP the ISTJ wants to be chosen. They want to be picked. They want to be the first one picked on the team. They want to be like the second lieutenant at all times, you know, or the main lieutenant or whatever. The second in command of the operation because that's where they go. This is why typically ISTJs end up becoming chief financial officers of multiple organizations around the world you will find more ISTJs in CFO positions than any other type. And that's why. Because they're literally that person that wants to be the number two of whoever's running the show, which would, in this particular example, would be the ESTP, right? Because the ISTJ doesn't want the entire decision-making responsibility of what's happening, but they want to be regarded enough in such a way where they do have enough power and decision-making ability within that situation for the sake of protecting the future of said organization or said operation. That's what they see themselves as, duty-based protectors. That way, the ESTP, for example, has as much freedom as it can to be able to operate with impunity. And the ISTJ literally provides that to them. It's very, very important. Let's check the uh, GPS here and see where we're going. All right, we are going to we're going to Bacaville, Bacaville, Baca Baca Baca. That's right. You know, gotta love those cows, La Baca, Bacaville. Anyway, so um, so that's how significant the relationship with ESTPs, ISTJs have, right? Typically, you know, if you're going to social engineer an ISTJ, most people think it's impossible. Most people think it's like super mega hard. And quite frankly, it is until you actually know their pressure points. Once you know their pressure points, you could definitely perform a social engineering attack and get almost anything you want. This, this includes with men or women. By the way, if you really want to optimize your social engineering, I recommend using a member of the opposite sex uh, to perform the uh, social engineering attack, if they're you know if they're going to have direct contact, I find that is actually the most useful way uh, for social engineering in any social engineering situation, because you know capable female social engineers can definitely put one over on the men for sure, 
and super noble, powerful uh, uh, men can also do the same for women in those similar uh, positions because, for example, a lot of ISTJ women out there feel unwanted. A lot of ISTJ men out there feel unwanted and they just want to be wanted. They just want to be chosen. And that's how you can prey upon them. You prey upon that innate need that they have in the same way that you prey upon the potential of creating unfair loyalty or Stockholm Syndrome within the ENTP or the ENFP. If you guys really can understand something about social engineering, you really have to prioritize the inferior function above everything else. And the inferior function of the ISTJ is expert intuition. You need to prioritize the fact that NE is hoping that somebody out there actually desires them. Somebody out there actually wants them. ISTJs often find themselves unwanted. And that's one of the biggest problems that they face within their lives because of how unwanted they are. And that's usually because they're socially awkward, because of their FE trickster, or because no one's shown them or taught them how to do things they've never done before. And they end up stuck in their comfort zone. They end up stagnating. They, they lack growth. And then it makes them unappealing. And ISTJs typically walk around feeling unappealing at all times. And it bothers them. And they worry about how unappealing they are with their SE nemesis. Another thing that a social engineer can prey upon is their SE nemesis. Because they're always so worried that they're going to pressure somebody. Or so worried that they're not going to look good. Or that they're not going to look professional. They're going to come off. Or they're going to make a bad first impression. ISTJs are all about good first impressions. And it makes them feel special. Ow, makes them feel special when you go out of your way to provide them a good first impression. So enter the ESTP, the, ES, the emulated ESTP. And if you can provide an amazing good first impression with the ISTJ, you can cause them to warm up to you or even open up to you. And then as a result of them opening up, you just keep giving them that good experience. You keep sharing your brutally honest thoughts with them. You make them feel good about themselves. You tell them the truth, etc. And then you tell them that they're wanted. And then all of a sudden, you got them exactly where you want them. Right? Very key. Very important. Very wonderful, actually. So... But why would you even want to do this? Why? What, what's the point of social engineering and ISTJ? Oh, there's plenty of reasons. Plenty. Because they're the gatekeepers. They're the ones who have the information. They're the ones who have the archives. And sometimes you need to get information out of people in order to help you on your PSYOP or in order to help you on, on a mission or, uh, you know, perhaps, you know, you're a violent nomad, for example, trying to find... Uh, um, to get information out of somebody and you need that information because getting that information will save lives, right? You need that information. So, and ISTJs are usually the ones who have the information. They're usually the ones who are trusted the most to have all of that information. Uh, that super high top secret, super high uh, security clearance information or information that's protected by attorney client privilege, for example or uh, information that's protected by patient privilege. And the ISTJ either has it within themselves, within their own minds, or they actually have it in written form. And they usually almost always do have it in written form because guess what? ISTJs are amazing record keepers, right? So 
you need to gain access to archives, for example. So I think for the sake of this scenario, we're going to talk about what happens with, uh, I think uh, the scenario we're going to talk about is stealing patient health information from a hospital, for example. We could, we could do that. Uh, and, you know, doing like a, maybe a, a white hat penetration test, or maybe it's a black hat situation where, you know, there's uh, one of your enemies is in the hospital, you know it, and you, you know that their uh, patient chart is being walked, uh, you know, it's being walked around by nurses and doctors. The doctor is an ISTJ, for example, and you're trying to gain access to that chart, right? And once you have that chart, you have everything that you need to find out about that particular patient who happens to be your enemy. You could get you could get some serious secret information about them, their patient health information, and then you can release it on a fake account on Facebook in order to embarrass them or shame that person publicly that would destroy their reputation, right? Which would potentially hurt their business because they're probably the competition, and then your business will do better because you've secretly shamed them as a result of stealing their public health information or their patient health information, okay? So these things happen. Like seriously, people, do not forget that social engineering is the number one security threat because people are easier to hack than computers. Just recently, actually, um, I, I seem to have uh, also uh, been on the receiving end of a hacking attempt, uh, you know, for my mind, essentially. And, uh, and luckily, I was able to catch it, uh, you know, while it was happening, and I was able to uh, make decisions about such a social engineering attack, you know. And yeah, it it really requires a healthy level of paranoia in order to be able to pull that off. Because if you don't have that healthy level of paranoia, you just really just don't know who you're dealing with out there. And as a result of that, you could leave yourself open to attack. And before you know it, you could find yourself even more unhealthier than you were before, or you could find yourself completely without any money, uh, penniless, or, uh, or you know, as some people say, Shanghai or left for dead, etc. You just really don't know what people out there are going to do to you, right? So social engineers are a major risk. If you want to get some examples as to how bad social engineering can get, I'm going to recommend some books right now. Read everything Kevin Mitnick ever wrote. He is a social engineer. Uh, I think he may even coin the phrase, um, uh, read uh, the art of intrusion, uh, for example, also Ghost in the Wires, um, he also did the, uh, gosh, what is it, the art of, uh, the art of deception, that was an amazing book, the art of deception is, uh, it's a textbook actually, <coughs> and I got the uh, audio version of the art of deception, and it is absolute fantastic. I recommend uh, reading that alongside the 48 Laws of Power and the Art of Seduction, specifically for your social engineering. Um, and don't forget, social engineering can be applied anywhere. It can be applied to improve your relationships. It could be applied uh, to uh, like being a pickup artist, for example. It could be applied to industrial espionage, espionage uh, in general. Uh, it could be applied in any human interaction whatsoever because it's just manipulation. Because remember, every single human interaction out there is a form of manipulation, right? So be aware of that. So anyway, let's talk about the social engineering methodology. 
remember the prize is ultimately the inferior function because if you could break someone's inferior function you can kind of unravel the rest of their soul and bend it to your will right and that's just kind of what you want to do the social engineering attack that i recently suffered uh, they targeted uh my introverted sensing inferior such that uh attempted to create a level of um, unfair loyalty and hope hopefully create a form of stockholm syndrome uh, that would allow me to make uh, unintelligent decisions that would put myself at risk, essentially. Luckily, I was able to put a stop to that. But when it comes to ISTJs, the inferior function is different. It's extra intuition, right? So you have to leverage desire and passion uh, for uh, and, and make the, uh, the ISTJ feel special and chosen, essentially, in order for them to be willing to uh, open up to you or give you special treatment. Like for example, imagine a, a, border, uh, a border patrolman or someone sitting in the booth taking your passports, etc. If you can make that really good first impression with ISTJs, they'll give you a pass and they'll just like, without anyone looking around, even though your passport is fake, they'll still stamp it anyway and then let you go. You ever play the video game uh, Papers, Please on Steam? Yeah, literally about an ISTJ. You might wanna go check that out. It's also a very excellent game, by the way. I recommend it. So, even though I don't really play games anymore, so I gave that up a long time ago because I decided to, uh, you know, shoot YouTube videos instead. So, but yeah, uh, let's talk about the, the main methodology. Um, so, whenever you're social engineering anyone, you gotta be aware of gateway functions. You also have to be aware of uh, you know, optimistic and pessimistic functions. So gateway functions are the first function, which is the hero, the fourth function, which is the inferior function, which is our main target. Uh, then we have the fifth function, that is the nemesis function, that is the gateway into the unconscious, whereas the fourth function, the inferior, is the gateway into the subconscious. And then the final gateway is the demon function, which gives you access into the superfluous ego, right? As long as you have all those covered, you understand the gateways and how they work, you can leverage them to your advantage. The other thing you wanna keep track of is your optimistic functions. Optimistic functions are heroes and child. If you can actually leverage the hero and child to your will, uh, they will actually make more immature decisions. They will actually let go of their better judgment and make poor decisions. So for example, when I was recently social engineered, I was making decisions with expert intuition hero viewing the future and imagining what the future would be like for the better while simultaneously being overly giving with my extroverted feeling child, right? And that was, you know, leverage. And it wasn't until TI parent turned on a pessimistic function, right? Realized, oh, all of this stuff is not adding up. Oh, all of this doesn't make sense because there's this thing here that doesn't make sense. There's this thing there that doesn't make sense. There's that thing over there that doesn't make sense doesn't add up, the story's not straight, logically this makes no sense, ergo it has to be a lie, and then the entire system failed like that. And then the social engineering attack was foiled, and I was able to move on with my life intact, right? So just to give you an idea of how that works, right? Well, with an ISTJ, it's very similar. If you give them a really, really good experience to the point where they become addicted to receiving that experience while simultaneously making them feel really good about themselves, they will allow their TE parent rational judgment to lapse. And then as a result of having that judgment lapse, it's no longer a priority. It's not, 
as much of a priority at all. So just something to keep in mind. So when you're social engineering an ISTJ, remember, there's also the cognitive axes. So you have optimistic, pessimistic functions, you have the gateway functions, you have to keep track of cognitive axes. The hero and the inferior are connected to each other and they spin on an axis. And the parent and the child, the same thing. They also spin on an axis, right? What affects one affects the other. What affects one affects the other. What affects the hero affects the inferior. So if you get the hero on your side, the pessimistic function of the inferior where a person's insecurity exists is automatically on your side. If you get um, if you get the child on your side, guess what? The parent will eventually follow suit. Even though it is the parent's job to be the responsibility and the most pessimistic, the most capable of stopping a social engineering attack. That's what it's there for. That's where a person's maturity within their ego is supposed to exist and the parent is supposed to be drawing upon the maturity developed within the unconscious side of the mind to be able to provide that protection for the inner child, thus the ego itself. But if they're lacking in maturity or life experience with their shadow, the parent can't necessarily draw upon, uh, upon that side of the mind. We're going to actually talk about anchoring very soon. Anchoring is an amazing concept because you have four functions, right? And then you have four sides of the mind and each of the four f functions draw their energy specifically from the four sides of the mind. The hero draws from the ego, right? The parent draws from the unconscious. The child draws from uh, the, uh, the subconscious, right? And then the inferior actually draws its energy from the superfluous ego. This is something that goes beyond development. We're gonna be talking about anchoring a lot in season 17, right? Anchoring, it's fantastic. Uh, if you wanna learn more about anchoring as well, uh, and, uh, and how anchoring can affect psychometry, because psychometry is actually real, people. It's expert sensing. Uh, I recommend reading the pickup artist book known as The Mystery Method. It kind of is like one of those companion books that goes with the, the, the pickup artist book, the game. Um, I don't care for being a pickup artist at all. I really don't give a damn. I actually care about being authentic and courting my women instead of like going out of my way to get them in bed with me because I could care less about that. Don't get me wrong. I'm absolutely hypersexual, but at the same time, it's just like, why am I going to open myself to becoming unfairly loyal or having Stockholm Syndrome or obsessed with a woman who is not first obsessed with me? You see what I'm saying? Like, why would I do that? Why would I open myself up to that, right? So yeah, definitely not going to do it, right? So social engineering wise, let's get back to the ISTJ real quick. If you have a handle on the optimistic functions, the pessimistic functions will not detect your social engineering attack and then you're not screwed. Because when you're social engineering someone, <laughs> you have to get past their parent and their inferior function. Uh, because the parent function, that's like their first line of defense. But then they still have insecurity left over. If you get past, and this also happens in sales, right? You get past their objections and that's getting past their parent function when they have objections, right? Great getting past their objections, but then they still have insecurity. They still have fear in making the decision that you want them to make in moving forward with the sale, right? They have fear and that comes from the inferior function. So you have to allay their fears. So you have to allay their objections first. That's the parent. Then you have to allay their fears. It doesn't actually necessarily matter what order you do it in as long as you do both, right? 
And that's what this emulated ESTP is going to do to this ISTJ doctor uh, in, uh, you know, in, in a hospital to gain access to the patient health information of a particular adversary who just happens to be in a hospital bed. That is the scenario for this episode, okay? So, I used to work in a hospital, and that's, like, actually a very real thing that we, have to, we had to be aware of. Um, so, um, so, basically, how does it work? You know, ESTP shows up to the hospital. They are dressed really well. They are dressed specifically to make a really good first impression. Now, ESTPs, they're very practical, so they can't, like, go over the top without losing practicality because that is unbalanced, and that will be like, oh, wait a minute, this ISTJ doctor will look at that person and be like, eh, they're probably, like, a little out of place. They just have to make sure that their dress is pretty decent, that they're easygoing, laid back, non-threatening. That's the thing. And luckily, emulating expert at Sensing Hero, you look non-threatening. You want to look as non-threatening as possible, almost to the point where you look lost, right? And because of introvert intuition uh, inferior, guess what? ESTPs, they don't even realize it, but they look lost all the time. It's hilarious to me. They just look lost. They don't even know where they want to go. But then the hospital's like, oh, please help, sir, blah, blah, blah. Please help, nurse, you know. And that's what the ESTP is going to do. They're going to find a nurse, be like, hey, I don't know where I want to go. I'm trying to talk to the doctor for this. You know when they're going to be in today? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're going to go on this floor and go to this nursing station. I'll introduce you to the staff there. Okay, sure. And then the ESTP social engineer gets introduced to the nursing staff up there. And he claims, oh, yeah, I'm a family member of so-and-so. And I'm... I don't really know what room they're in, etc. And then all of a sudden, they, they, the nursing staff tells him the room because he's being a really nice guy. He's a very effy child, a very essy hero, giving people a really good experience, making them feel good while looking non-threatening and a little lost. So all the nurses feel compelled to give the guy an opportunity, you know, to help him not be lost, to find his long-lost, uh, uh, you know, a family member, etc. Um, and then they tell him, okay, yeah, hey, the doctor's going to be here at this time. So then he comes back. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go get some lunch and I'll come back later. And then the doctor comes and he waits to intercept the doctor before going in to see the patient, etc. And the doctor, you know, has, uh, you know, has the, the clipboard in his hand, has the chart in his hand. He sees the doctor be like, hey, uh, thank you, Mr. Doctor. You know, and, he, and he's shaking hands with the doctor. I really appreciate, which is telling the ISTJ doctor with the FE child, you know, hey, you're doing a good job. Uh, I heard that uh, this, you know, this patient, uh, this relative of mine is stable. They're doing well because of what you've done. And the doctor's like, well, I'm not so sure about that. Like, oh, okay, well, I thought you had it all handled, you know, and the doctor's like, no, actually. And the doctor corrects them in that situation. And then, uh, the, uh, the ESTP, emulated ESTP is leading with every child. Well, I'm sure you'll do a good job. Uh, you know, uh, these people around here have spoken, these nurses here have spoken very highly of you, which tells their TE parent, you know, oh, people are thinking highly of me. I can feel good about that. Really, really just stroking the ego of that FI child as much as they can while making them super, super comfortable and looking non, as non-threatening as possible to the specific ISTJ. And, uh, and then the ES- emulated ESTP explains to the doctor, yeah, I was kind of lost earlier. I didn't know where to go, but the nurses helped me out. Uh, and uh, the thing is, though, I'm running out of time. 
I actually have to leave right now because I have some responsibilities to take care of. And it just so happened that I'd have only just a couple minutes to speak with you. I have a couple of questions about my relative and is using euphemistic terms like relative, etc. cetera. Uh, you know, what's their situation? Is there anything I could do? You know, every child, again, appearing to look as caring as possible uh, to this particular ISTJ doctor. Um, you know, Effie childing him uh, because then his uh, TE parents like not categorizing uh, this ES emulated ESTP as a threat, basically. And then the doctor pulls out his chart, starts looking at some of the things and be like, yeah, well, uh, the patient has, uh, has, has had this happen to them. They've had this happen to them. They're not doing well here, etc." And uh, And then at that point, the ESTP, emulated ESTP is like, well, I know they, and they'll make random stuff up like, oh, I, I know they had this condition and they had this condition. Is that something that is going to just make that worse, right? Is that a condition that's going to, uh, you know, cause problems, right? And, uh, and then after that, they don't even, uh, they don't even know or realize what the hell is even happening. You know what I'm saying? So it's situations like that where, you know, people just don't even realize, uh, you know, how certain ideas or feelings can just be inserted, basically, completely inserted uh, into a conversation where the ESTP, emulated ESTP is like, yeah, hey, you know, I got this thing figured out right now, and uh, I'm just not really into, uh, just not really into figuring out, you know, okay, well, I'm not sure what to ask here, but uh, he had this condition just completely making it up, right? Just throwing it out there. It's like introducing fake stimuli. You know, it's like a red herring, right? Throwing out that red herring, uh, that TI parent uh, red herring out there to cause an emotional reaction within FI child, uh, within the uh, ISTJ, and just be like, oh, hey, yeah, you know, oh, I didn't know he had that condition. That wasn't listed here in the chart, you know? Well, if that's the case, and then the doctor starts revealing additional information, right? And then eventually the emulated ESTP is like, excellent. He said exactly what I was looking for, even though I kind of danced around the issue. I had that information. Now I can leave and post that on social media and make this guy look like a fool or make him look like someone who's not trusted. Perhaps it was like a super mega high blood alcohol level. And now he can claim he's an alcoholic, for example, or you know, maybe it was uh, a sexually transmitted disease. You know, those kinds of things. Anything that could potentially harm the reputation of their adversary who just happens to be in the hospital. And the doctor, without even thinking, trusted the ESTP that the ESTP was actually uh, a family member and somebody you know who was aware of their health problems and whatnot. When in reality, was not so much. And then they're able to post that on social media and destroy the guy's reputation, which you know satisfies the law of power. So much depends on reputation. Guard it with your life, right? So let's talk about that entire scenario. What does that scenario look like? At least in terms of cognitive functions. So ESTP comes in, makes SI heroes super mega comfortable, which means he's very non-threatening, doesn't seem like a threat at all. The fact that he's kind of lost tells any inferior that, you know, oh, this guy is just harmless. It's okay. He's, you know, and then, uh, and then, uh, <coughs> but then also after doing that, he tells, uh, the ESTP tells any inferior, 
well, you know, I'm really happy that you are the doctor that is taking up, uh, who's, uh, who's taking up the cause, uh, for, uh, for my family member. Uh, you know, uh, I was told that if we had a choice between doctors, you would be the one that we would want to choose. Um, so I'm, uh, you know, so definitely I want you on our health team while we're dealing with this crisis right now. I want you any inferior, which makes SI inferior super mega comfortable. It makes FI child feel good, which gets the parent to just kind of like, eh, this guy's not a threat. I can, I can, uh, I could BS with him. I could give him additional information. He's obviously somebody who's familiar with this particular patient, uh, obviously a relative, you know, without even verifying, you know, the ICJ doesn't even verify. The ICJ doesn't even bother using TI critic to verify whether the story that this emulated ESTP is even saying is even true. There's no verification in this scenario. There's no verification whatsoever, right? within this hypothetical scenario. Um, so as a result, the ISTJ is all of a sudden willing to let his guard down and then share, as a doctor, share proprietary or uh, uh, patient health information with a complete stranger. And that complete stranger is gonna go off on social media and destroy this uh, person's, this adversary's uh, reputation online, basically, using fake accounts and other things, right? Maybe even to the point of writing an article about it and then advertising the article on Facebook for just a hundred bucks to uh, uh, hit their specific customers. And then as a result of those customers, they'll stop doing business with his adversary and then instead do business with the uh, emulated ESTP. This happens all the time, folks. This is like a very normal thing. This is why you need to practice operation security and info security. Absolutely important. Because anytime, anywhere, anyone can perform one of these social engineering attacks and you have no idea. They could even steal entire identities doing these social engineering attacks. They could steal credit card information. It is insanely easy to get credit card information. All you have to do is like pretend to be like a manager of a store who has a, who's at a different location and the, and the customer is there but their computer system is down and then you convince another manager of the store even though they haven't even verified your name or your identity uh, you know, to get credit card information and they'll give that information of that customer over to you over the phone and then you have their credit card information. It is insanely easy to get information and, and any and every single one of the types can be social engineered to that end. All of them. You can be social engineered for literally anything and you don't even know it. It's a, it's a serious problem. It's no different with ISTJs. People often think they're unsocial engineerable because they're so process focused, because they're so systems focused, because they're, so, they're all about following things by the book. Actually, they are weak to attack. All you have to do is make them feel wanted. All you have to do is say, I think highly of you. All you have to do is make them feel good. All you have to do is make them comfortable. You hit all those pressure points at the same time, they're going to let their guard down and they will cooperate because they will come to think or realize that helping you is doing the right thing. And that's what the emulated ESTP did to this particular ISTJ doctor. Helping this ESTP is doing the right thing. He's a family member, he's very uh, aware of the situation uh, with this particular patient. He provided me new information that I didn't have previously that I updated in the chart, which is fake, by the way, fake information, just as a red herring so that the ISTJ would become more uh, trusting of the emulated ESTP and then provide that ESTP with patient health information, with actual patient health information that is damning to the reputation of the particular patient in the hospital room and 
the relative just waited outside the hospital room, didn't even go in one time, just the fake relative, the emulated ESTP, just to intercept the doctor, to have that five minute conversation, to get any little bit of information they can to use to destroy the reputation of their business competition. That's all it took, five minutes and a little bit of planning and one conversation, right? So folks, you need to realize that this is a real thing, okay? And especially when you have ISTJs out there who are like the gatekeepers uh, for most uh, for most companies, especially in HR, the majority of HR uh, employees out there are STJs, believe it or not, uh, because of all the laws and the processes that have to do with human, human resources uh, within an organization, they're there. You can apply these techniques directly on people who are interviewing you because people doing interviews are typically STJs. You can apply the same techniques on them and uh, uh, as a result of that, they feel really good about you and would recommend you for hire so that you can earn yourself a second interview. Yeah, like it's that easy, guys. It's that easy. So let's break down what happened. By being as non-threatening, by looking as non-threatening as possible and getting the SI hero on board, the expert intuition inferior was not afraid. So he took away the uh, the doctor, the ISTJ doctor's fear of sharing uh, information that would not be privy to anyone else except potentially the family of... Uh, of the uh, particular patient. Okay, sure, fair enough. Um, and then also went in, leading with Effie Child, you know, making the doctor feel good, making them feel valued, uh, also making them feel chosen for the inferior function again, but also um, by going to the child and saying, you know, I hear really good things about you, uh, Mr. Child. I hear that you're very good at what you do. We definitely want you on uh, our health team and trying to deal with the situation for the family really, really appreciate everything that you're doing, uh, et cetera. And, uh, you know, we think very highly of you. Uh, you, you came very recommended. The nurses even spoke highly of you. Definitely somebody that we want on, uh, on our team uh, for this uh, tragic situation, this tragic scenario for my relative that's here in the hospital, et cetera. And of course, by saying that, the parent function just is like, meh, I don't need to categorize this person as dangerous. He's obviously a family member. And also providing the parent function with fake information, which seems right. It's truthy. This is actually something that was taught to me by my ESTP mentor. It was truthy, truthiness. It sounded true, which is something you can always do to STJs and NFPs, by the way. You can always provide them something that sounds true. It seems true, it feels true, but it's not actually true, but it feels true, so it's truthy, truthiness, and because, which is technically a lie, so truthiness, and the ESTP played the truthiness card with the ISTJ to cause the ISTJ's parent function to lay its guard down, because the parent function, it, their movement, remember these types are movement, they're very progress-oriented, very process-oriented, the ISTJ did not have enough mental time to consider that this ESTP was being insincere and actually a threat, okay? A major, major problem. And guess what? This emulated ESTP walked off with patient health information and destroyed the reputation of uh, this particular uh, business owner. Hashtag based on a true story. Don't don't be fooled. Do not be fooled. This happens all the time. 
This is normal, people. This is normal. This is not uncommon. This is common. This happens all the time. And the higher profile a person you are, the more at risk you are of being social engineered. You have to be careful, people. Uh, a great book to read uh, to help protect yourself from uh, social engineering attacks. Uh, Trust Me, I'm Lying by Ryan Holiday. In fact, while you're at it, read everything Ryan Holiday ever wrote. He's an ENTP. Uh, read everything Kevin Mitnick ever wrote. I just mentioned those books. Also read uh, John Ronson's book, uh, So You've Been Publicly Shamed. A fantastic read. It's on Audible. Uh, that also talks about uh, social engineering attacks leading to public shaming. Uh, in fact, he even calls out Ralph Nader, who I think may actually be an ISTJ. General Motors, according to John Ronson's book, uh, hired prostitutes to pretend to be lovers for Ralph Nader in, uh, so that they would spy on him and gain information about a court case that Ralph Nader was taking uh, to court against General Motors to cause them to, to force them by law, to force them through a lawsuit to pay reparations to families who were cut up by their poorly designed safety features of their cars, right? And who had died, basically, where their cars had become, quote, more dangerous uh, after uh, a wreck than, uh, than when driving, etc. So, and those prostitutes got with Ralph Nader. They, General Motors used that information, according to this book, to blackmail uh, Ralph Nader, etc., and not going forward with the court case against them, etc. This stuff happens, people. This stuff happens. So if you think that social engineering is not a thing, it happens and it happens to you every single day. Because guess what? 100% of all human interaction, 100% of all social interaction is manipulation. It is social engineering. Make sure you are aware of this. Make sure that you are protecting yourself. Have a healthy amount of paranoia. It will save your skin. I promise. I speak from experience. So, how to social engineer ISTJs? Remember, open up, make that really, really good first impression. Look as non-threatening as possible to the ISTJ. Make them as comfortable as possible to the ISTJ as quickly as you can. Then, talk them up, puff them up, make them feel really good with their FI child, make them feel special, make them feel appreciated. Provide a little bit of fake information if you need to to add to your credibility so TE parent will listen to you if puffing them up is not going to work. Sometimes TE parents like, oh, I've been flattered before. This guy's a flatterer. But then if you provide additional information, it could be fake information to make your credibility look all the more important, then guess what? Uh, the parent function will turn itself off and the FI child will feel really good because the FI child will somehow feel honored that you're sharing that information with them, etc. And then obviously... <coughs> inferior NE, make this particular ISTJ feel chosen, make them feel wanted, make them feel desired, and you literally have them in the bag because they will want to continue to be desired because that's how you motivate an ISTJ is make them feel desired and then all of a sudden they're motivated because of how desired they are. They really value the positions that they are in, their credentials, their um, their place in society that they've earned, etc., and they want to be wanted because them being wanted proves to the ISTJ that they're doing a good job, that they are exactly where they need to be in their life, and they love being comfortable in those particular little, particular little spaces. Regarding the shadow, be uh, 
be cautious of SE Nemesis, but SE Nemesis is fine as long as uh, you're not overly pressuring them. If you're emulating ESTP, SE Hero does not overly pressure the ISTJ. It's very, very important. And the ISTJ is going out of their way to make you comfortable as well because they know how comfortable they want to be. So they're kind of trying to like not pressure you as well. So don't be pressuring. TI Critic. Just keep, the, uh, just keep the flow of the conversation moving quickly because their movement, because then that gives them less time to verify that what you're saying is a true or a false, etc. Um, and then again, to get past TI Critic, all you have to do is provide additional information or fake information to TE Parent after you've puffed them up, after you've puffed up their FI child, and then you're good to go. FE Trickster, well, the social rules of, uh, of uh, a relative coming in to get patient health information from an ISTJ doctor don't necessarily apply, now do they? Because that's a complete total blind spot for them. And then obviously, you never have to worry about NI Demon if you are making the ISTJ feel wanted and desired, right? And then, you know, you can even go further. You wanna social engineer them on their ENFP subconscious, you can. You just start talking about their philosophy of medicine and how their unique philosophy is going to improve medicine as a whole or whatever. You don't even talk about the about the person in the hospital room anymore. You're just making it about them. And then they warm up to you and then all of a sudden that actually ends up creating loyalty because by you stating that you desire them, the ISTJ is slowly becoming loyal to, loyal to you right across right right before your eyes and through that loyalty they will let their guard down and share that patient health information with you for example or whatever information they have so that you can go about doing your performing your dark deeds etc right and then obviously you don't have to worry about the superego coming out as long as you have them wanted right don't forget what we talked about with cognitive anchoring right we're gonna be talking about more about anchoring later so Anyway, uh, that's it for uh, Season 21, Episode 10. If you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, enlightening, and all the things, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube. Also, leave a like uh, while you're at it. If you have any questions about ISTJs or anything in general or any comments, leave a comment below while you're at it. Uh, also, if you would like to financially support this community, please become a, a, a patron on Patreon. Uh, we have private lectures going out this week. I believe Friday at 9 Eastern is when our next private lecture is. And I'm very excited to have that opportunity uh, for the next uh, private lecture that's going to be released. It's going to be season 14, episode 4. Uh, it's an INFP episode. It's the fourth golden pair, ENFJs and INFPs. I think we also have another lecture going out on early access tonight and another one going out on early access on Wednesday as well which means they'll go public on Tuesday and Thursday, etc., on YouTube. So make sure you have every opportunity you can to uh, get to those lectures as well. I think we're going to have like an actual lecture release schedule now. So uh, early access on Mondays and Wednesdays, live stream on Tuesdays and uh, Sundays. And I think for the most part, we have all of that ground covered in terms of lecture releases. And uh, we'll also be sharing with patrons uh, which specific lectures are coming down the pipe so that they always are aware of what's being filmed when, what's being released when, etc., to the best of our ability. So, anyway, uh, that's everything. Thanks for being an, office, uh, an awesome audience. Uh, the next episode for Season 21 is going to be How to Social Engineer ISTPs. So, I definitely look forward to uh, doing that with you guys. It's going to be fun because it's also going to be based on uh, real-life experience, if you know what I mean, for social engineering attacks upon uh, ISTPs. It's going to be the dopest. So, with all of that being said, folks, I'll see you guys tonight. <laughs>